TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. This is Ken and Curtis on W-E-E-I. I feel like there's some doubts about the quarterback now, too. Last night, I, I asked around. I, I texted a half dozen execs and said, who would be the second quarterback to go in the 2021 draft? You redrafted him now. Four of them said Fields. One of them said he'd stick to his guns on Trey Lance. And then another one said Wilson. None of them said Mac. Well, that's your boy, Bert Breer, talking about redrafting last year's class. But that could be a hit piece from several. I mean, GM, nobody likes Belichick. They want to make him look bad. They want to sabotage Mac Jones. So you got a bunch of people weighing into. I hate to break it to you. He's doing a pretty good job himself of doing that. Well, I he's, you know, challenged my faith at many points this year, too. But here they are, Curtis. They're five and four. They're in a playoff spot right now. You and I both think they'll win tomorrow. Yes, easily. You and I both think Mac is better than the guy who was picked two overall last year, and Zach Wilson. Yes, I think James is better than Zach Wilson. Okay, so I think it's going to be a grinder. Fourth quarter, you wear him down, you make him do something dumb again. He's learned his lesson somewhat, I think, from a few weeks ago. They got it out of his hand quick against the Bills. You hear Zach Wilson, you think a guy that's been humbled by, you think he's got a little new approach? He sounds like he's just cocky as ever. Yeah, we'll have these guys in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, but that was before. They had a big win last week. Give them that. Give them that. Yeah, Sauce Gardner did great. Their defense is legit. Quinnen Williams is coming again for Cole Strange. I'm a little worried about that. But first team. Cole Strange start? Uh, I don't don't know. Good question. Oh, well, Danny's our Cole Strange expert. Before you get to. Do you want to do the uh, soccer minute before or after Danny? Can we play um, that Three Lions on the Shirt song if you can find it? It's my favorite. (laughs) It's an anthem. There we go. All right. Ken. Oh, by the way, are there World Cup? Who is this? This is the song in England. Three lions on the shirt for the English soccer team. Football. <laughs> All right. Are there games on Thanksgiving Day? Uh, I'll have to look into that. Qatar is usually very deferential to the United States calendar, so I'm sure they'll be appeasing that. I'm not saying there shouldn't be. I mean, good entertainment to go along with the NFL triple header. Uh, I know that the United States of America plays Wales Monday, I believe at 2 o'clock. So what you're going to want to do is have Merloni, Fourier, and Mego on Twitch, Patriots mm-hmm. Monday, yep, and then pop the TV on on mute, and you get both of those because Fourier, I know, is a big soccer guy. So here's what's going to happen. They are underdogs against Wales. Joe Biden should fly there today and exhibit strength and say the United States of America will not lose to Wales at anything. We cannot lose to Wales because then we have England coming up, and then I think we finish off against Iran maybe. I don't know. <laughs> So uh, hopefully there's no nukes there. But I think the United States of America wins Monday. But wait a minute. Is the Wales team good or is the U.S. team 
down? Why I, are they underdogs? I read that the United States was the 20th ranked team out of the, I think there's Ugh. 60 people there, 60 countries there. So we're mediocre. We should never be worse than Wales. At we're anything. good adjacent like the Patriots? Yeah, we are good adjacent. Wales literally has lamb. That's all they sell. There's nothing else there. There's nothing else that they do of any note in that country. It's not even really a country. <laughs> and then the other issue here is you have the United States. You have um, They're good rugby teams. You have Cutter, which is the most inhuman set of laws that still exist. Talk about archaic, nonsensical, homophobic, disgusting place on earth. Yet the entire sports media elite is flying there covering this breathlessly while there was a bathroom bill in Charlotte that they forced the baseball game out of there for a, another state. Like, it's the most mis... Like, you don't think if the United States of America said, we're not going to go play soccer, we're not going to have Budweiser, we're not going to do all these things with our companies to go into this hellhole, that they would have to change it? Why are we bending the knee to FIFA to support a place that is such repressive rules and laws in place? All right, where's the horn thing? Let's end this. Okay, so that's 60 seconds. And Thank you. I think, I, think that went, I think we all accomplished something. I don't there. know what the hell you're talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about. They, 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 they for, social rules in the United States of America right. has dictated location of sporting events, yet we're going to a place that, that makes... Right, it is a hellhole. You think that you should be arrested for being gay? That's what happens there. Seven years in jail. I've never been so thankful to get Danny on the line. Danny from Quincy. So now Curtis is doing uh, the remote thing, huh? Jeez, you'd you, you stop trying to copy Michael Felger. There's only one Michael Felger in this town. He basically you know, is. Get you your got, own stick, brother. He's going to have know? a napkin on his lap in Nantucket for the next week. Yeah, Danny, spell stick. Right. It's unbelievable. The takes are the same. All the stuff is the same. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Get your own stuff. I there. think Felger uh, said that it was Belichick over Tom, and he said to correct that. I think I was right on that one. Appreciate it. Yeah, Just like okay. you were wrong, Danny. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, Curtis, I, 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 I have to agree with, I have to disagree with you on, on the. How did the Patriots still coming out of the bye last year? They're zero and two the last two games. They, they haven't been the same team since last year's bye week. And even if you want to go to the Buffalo game, that they, they got ripped for that game. Mac Jones didn't throw the football in that game. And, and this play calling stuff goes back to last year. And Josh McDaniels was the coach last I. Last I checked, he was the offensive uh, coordinator last year. You don't think they miss him, Danny? No, absolutely. <laughs> well, tell me the difference. There's no difference. Oh. You can go all the way back to 19 in the Tennessee game. and the playoff game, they had first and goal at the one with two timeouts called. And they, they couldn't get They went backwards. They went backwards. And Josh McDaniels was the offensive coordinator. So please, stop trying to put this guy on a pedestal. He sucks as a head coach, and he was overrated as an offensive coordinator. Well, why was Max so much better last year? He was at, at the beginning of the year. He was he was as a rookie. He was good. I'll give him that. Okay, who but was he, his coach? He went downhill. He went downhill under under Josh McDaniels. I mean, Explain if you look at to me, the second to last game, I hate to do this, but I mean, the second to last game of the season last year, he had his best game of the year. He had uh, three he touchdowns, Jags, no like picks. 50 to nothing or yeah, something. Yeah, a 128 pass rating. His final game of the year, he had that bad pick six, but he still had a 91 rating. He would kill for a 91 rating. Patriots well, that, were, that was against Jacksonville. No, the Jacksonville, then the Dolphins on the road. Oh, okay. Uh, look at I, 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 I just... This I know, team, pesky facts, but... Well, oh, so now you're defending Mac Jones, Dr. Curtis. That is amazing. No, I'm explaining to you I that know, I think that Josh McDaniels is missed. Him, you got you got to go to the other side. That's what it's all about. <laughs> no, right? Danny, I'm just saying that I think that they miss Josh McDaniels. It doesn't mean that Josh McDaniels is Bill Walsh, but it means that they miss him. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I mean, 
Explain to me how the red, the red zone production on the McDaniels was bad, too. Their play calling was no different. They don't run play action or RPO, as the modern-day people want to say it. They don't run it at all. I, I don't think the play calling has been great either under this regime. But I don't think, it's, I don't think there's been a difference. And, and maybe Bill Belichick has to commit and insert himself, insert himself into this. But I, I, so maybe, maybe I'll give Belichick the blame for that. All for right. not taking over. I, Curtis, I've, I've criticized him. By the way, Curtis, yes. uh, you and I can agree on this. Notre Dame is the college football version of the New York Yankees. Oh, the worst. I hate them the worst. with a passion, and I have that Gordon kick on, believe it or not, it's on VHS tape. But I have the game on tape, and I do watch it occasionally. That was My sister taped over that with diving, I think, at like some Olympic Games somewhere. And I was so <laughs> Actually, angry. No, you know something? I, I had two beautiful tapes of me going, uh, uh, cruising the country of Jamaica, my second home. And didn't I sit on the remote and I erased half of it? So oh, I got to. Yeah, anyway, wow. those are my days. But, well, uh, that, that game, Danny, I, we can do this because it's Notre Dame Day and we have uh, Thanksgiving coming. So I think you and I should you know, be grateful for each other. That day <laughs> but, was but, such a great moment. Lou Holtz, that a-hole, the, uh, the, the calls at the end the of that game, the pass <laughs> interference calls against BC, they were doing everything they could. And you know what, Danny? That's what BC should be. Tom Coughlin should out, out. He outgrew the job. He was a brilliant coach who did a phenomenal job here. We should be a stepping stone for the best coaches. We are not going to be a destination. That's fine. I don't get why BC and its alumni do not understand that. I don't either. Those were the days, man, when we had a college football team to root for. And I mean, I mean, and, and Coughlin translated his coaching from college to. Uh, you know, to the pros. Well, we got Holy I, Cross. Know, Holy Cross is ten and zero. Could be uh, FCS so, champs. But let me ask you this, though: the Jets. Are, I mean, to, to rank on the Jets, they are six and three. They beat Miami. They beat Green Bay on the road. Something the Patriots couldn't do. And, I, and I, unless the, unless the offense can move the football, I, I don't. I, I mean, I look at. I, I have a bad feeling about this game tomorrow. Really? If every yeah. Every game now is a sudden death game. Every game to make the playoffs. <laughs> It's true. Well, they, not, well, not, not the last every... Jets game. In the last Jets game, they were up comfortably at the end. Well, you said you. Well, you, they they got the call on the on the. That, that was a pick six. Without the call, they don't win the game. Well, Curtis said that earlier. I I, I, I I'm agreeing with Curtis. I, I, I don't know what's happening, but I think you game. sound smart today. Matt, Matt Jones. <laughs> I mean, he's turning into Drew Bledsoe. He never met a middle linebacker he didn't like. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I that swear back. to God, he's the same with Bledsoe. He was going out of bounds. I think it was. <laughs> So, I don't know, and he stops, and the guy hit him. That was, that's what got through Bledsoe killed. The guy doesn't have any sense anymore, and you're telling me the coach has ruined him. He doesn't have enough leverage in the league for any coach to ruin him. I say put Zappy. I want to see Zappy back in there. If he oh. stinks tomorrow, oh. I want to go with Zappy again. Did you watch him in the right second half of the it's, Bears game? It's, it's never his fault. It's never his fault. Some of the things I see, now you know how I feel about Brady. And by the way, Curtis, keep your chin up. Brady can always apply for another government loan that doesn't have to pay back. <laughs> I, I think that's a great thing. And Danny, I just I hate to do this because I do I, I I do love you, and I wish you a happy Thanksgiving and your family. Hey, listen, I love you too, guys. I hope. Twenty. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go, Danny, 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 take a deep breath. Before you go, twenty twenty one, Mac Jones with Josh McDaniels as his offensive coordinator in the red zone. He had seventeen touchdowns, one interception. Hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, they miss Josh McDaniels. 
Where was that in the league, Curtis? Oh, I don't Okay, it was third. I don't know. I just went to the website to look at the. They were a twenty-seven point per game offense last year. They yeah. were top ten offense. They're now middle of the pack. Well, all right. I got, listen, you know how I feel about McDaniel. I think all, right. all I ever said with McDaniel is that sometimes I think they people prop him up just to just to make Belichick look bad. So see, the old enemy of my enemy is my friend. But Curtis. Uh, enjoy the palm tree calendar for one more month. I, I got, will. Got two more months left. I can't wait, and, and uh, I will grab yeah, a couple palm trees for you. The real palm trees. I man. will. They, yeah, they, I can't wait. Actually, I don't know if you have coconut palms in Jupiter. They don't grow too far north of Jupiter, Florida, so uh, it's too cold. All know? right, Danny. All thank right. you very much. Palm tree expert. But the calendar is beautiful. It yeah. really is. It's lovely. Every every day it says you suck, Chris. So I don't know why you put that in there. <laughs> Let's go to Mike in Framingham. Hi, Mike. Mike Eight. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. Um, I want to echo the sentiments of some other people. Uh, the play calling this year by Patricia has been absolutely horrendous. And the previous caller mentioned it. They don't call play action. Everybody wonders why the, the tight ends have disappeared. They don't call any plays to the tight end. Um, so I, I'm, to me, the jury's out on Mac Jones. But the play calling this year has been absolutely horrendous, and that's Belichick's fault. How about the play calling in the Green Bay game? Oh, they get the ball dreadful. on the 50-yard line. Yep. All they need is a field goal. They should have at least gone for the fourth down. Of course. I mean, that's Belichick, I think. But And, you know, you mentioned red zone. Hunter Henry was a red zone machine last year. What happened to Hunter Henry? Talk about derailing Mac Jones' career right now. Hunter Henry they is... has to get to the red zone, Ken. <laughs> Yeah, they're getting there. They've had some Nick Folks gotten a lot of work this and year. And the two tight ends have more receptions than every other wide receiver on the team not named Jacoby Myers. Yeah. And uh I don't know how the best way you would d- decide red zone rankings. Like mm-hmm. would you just I'm mean, going by touchdown passes touchdown in the percentage. red zone. Or touchdown uh, there's, percentage. There's a, I'm sure there's a red zone stat somewhere. Um so let's see. Anyway, this That's is not for that. Anyway, it was uh, he was 10th with 17 red zone touchdowns last year Mac Jones. This year they have been an abomination in the red zone. I mean, I, Danny and I have agreed often in years past on this show talking about McDaniels, the, the stupid drop play to Brandon Bolden that he loved last year. I mean, there was a lot of bad decisions. The yeah. goal line plays against the Titans. But you have to also credit a guy that I think we'll talk about later on, Mike Vrabel, in the way that he was able to hold back Brady in that offense. Is I mean, that the new dream? That is my dream. Vrabel 2026. Chris Mason had a stat that we can get to that is by far and away the biggest accomplishment, the best non-Brady-Belichick stat, which are always insane. You know, forever they were 101 when leading at the half at home. Like crazy stats over the last 20 years. It's not Chris Mason. It's Mace. Jerry used to call him Mace. That's his nickname. Oh, okay. Mace. Has a great stat. Well, Jerry also loved Mace the Rapper. (laughs) He's right. Um, But, yes, I think that this stat on Mike Vrabel is the most unbelievable thing I've seen on Twitter. All right, that's something to stick around for. Plus, Christian Arcan, who joins us for the crossover, 1145. His show debuts at noon today here on WEI. Nick LaPan with some trending news right now, including the goalie decision made for tonight for your bees. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. It's what you hearing. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. X gon' give it to you. Wait for you to get it on your own. X gon' deliver to you. Knock, knock. Open up the door. It's real. Why is there standard Bogart's news? I know. What's happening? Great job. Nick LaPanel rejoins today. Kenny Curtis here until noon. Arcan in at 1145 with the crossover. And then the Christian Arcan show, noon to two today, leading him into Boston College pregame. A couple of reports out of Buffalo. Tim Graham, who covers the Bills, says, according to their COO, Ron Rakuya, they are driving personally to pick up players. The COO is driving to pick up people snowed in by the five to six feet. Was it six feet? Over five feet. Um, so my question is, well, I have many questions. One, so the Buffalo uh, people of Buffalo are paying, or the people taxpayers of the state of New York are paying hundreds of millions of dollars for the new Bills Stadium, mm-hmm. which is so dumb on so many levels. But why are they not building a stadium with a roof? <laughs> like, if you're going to spend that you're amount not of money, play on days like this. Well, like Minneapolis, right? So they have the the this that Target Center, whatever it is. Um, oh, you mean, mean, no, oh, the, yeah, well, the it's a bank, something, yeah, yeah, whatever the hell. Where they have the Super Bowl Fifty Two, which mm-hmm. we like to forget. Um, the that is fully owned by the taxpayers. It is not owned by anybody but the state of Minneapolis, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and so they have all these events there, and they have a dome, so they have the Final Four, they have a Super Bowl. Why, if the taxpayers are paying so much of this, why wouldn't you have it be a multi-purpose facility, especially with a place as bad with weather as Buffalo? Great question. Bill's COO, quote, we are doing everything we possibly can to pull this off and get to the airport and get to Detroit this afternoon. Every aspect of the organization is part of this effort, end quote. So no guarantee I mean, that this gets The gets guy that going. owns the bills, Terry Pagula, is worth nearly $7 billion. Like, I, I don't know. That's one thing. We, there's a lot of criticisms about this state and how it's run at times, especially in the morning show by me. I love that we live in a place that doesn't pay for billionaires to build a stadium. That seems yeah, so counterintuitive. By the way, Danny V. Curtis, for like the, every, you know, it's every Saturday pretty much 11 a.m. for many, many weeks, you have beaten him down to the point where he's just capitulating and giving up. Yep. Well, it's become it a one-sided affair. You either do it quickly and acquiesce or it takes you a while, but everybody lands on my side eventually. So, welcome. Just ripping Mac. Like, just furious well i mean he's giving stats he says last year where they were much they were horrible in the red zone with josh mcdaniels they were awesome in the red zone i mean and he the whole team got worse last year it wasn't just on offense and oh the variable stat so yes he was bringing up the tennessee titans win in the uh wild card game against the patriots in the final game brady played as a patriot and there was the i remember it i was there there was a bunch of red zone opportunities they couldn't punch it in well, the issue with that game in in general is that Mike Vrabel's a damn good head coach, was a, was a great defensive coordinator, was with the Texans under Bill O'Brien, was with Ohio State under Urban Meyer before that. And he is a guy that has figured this out. And they started 0-2, 
They then have won seven of eight. Their only loss coming in overtime at Arrowhead in a game they could have won, maybe should have won. And the his record as a head coach, this is from Mace, otherwise known as Chris Mason, who covers the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, and he tweeted this yesterday. The the Titans under Mike Vrabel are forty eight and twenty seven, with nine and seven, nine and seven, eleven and five, twelve and five, and then this year. And so, and they let me get the list here. Sorry, I probably should have had this open before I did this. And the starting quarterbacks. So he's twenty one games over five hundred as a head coach, forty eight and twenty seven. We're all sold, right? Well, Brady left. It takes a while to rebuild. You got to do this. Ryan Tannehill, Marcus Mariota, Blaine Effing Gabbert, and Malik Willis. Right. He's 21 games over 500 with those guys. Two and three in the playoffs, though. Run team. Can they win with that style? Okay. Would What's, you be concerned? Bills 0-1. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying Bills. Or 0-2 in his last two playoffs. The gold games. standard. I'm just saying, just Vrabel in a vacuum, do you trust him to, when he gets a quarterback, take it to the next level? Absolutely. He's not just going to rely on Derrick Henry Part 2, whatever he gets, you know? I mean, Vrabel was always... I like him. I mean, as but, smart as they come. I mean, that trade, he, he made one comment about Patriot Place, and boom, stripped out for a second-round pick to the uh, <laughs> the Chiefs there. Now, is Jerome situated? Is this the guy with the uh, the catchphrases on the morning show? Or yes, this... he has great sayings. Oh, Jerome, good. what's on your mind today? What, what, what does the uh, C have to say about Thanksgiving? Well, you know what? I, 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 I don't have anything quick on my mind, but listen. Okay. You know what gets me? The, the, um, all this stuff about Mac, if he would just do what – Zappy did, and I don't. I'm not saying Zappy's better than him. He's not, but Zappy was looking for three, four, five different receivers. Max, Max got the talent, but I mean, you know, like when we go fishing down here in Situate, you always want the striper, yes. okay? Oh, but somebody, if you get a card, you take it. You, you get a flounder, <laughs> yep. you take it. You know, I mean, you, you, you're not gonna have have. Uh, all pro every time waiting for the ball, you know? Right. I mean, Well, that was Mac's philosophy last year. He got a wheel and a Janu every once in a while. Remember he said you take a profit, you don't go broke? Like, that was his whole ethos. But this whole season has been bizarre because it began that drive, first drive of the season in Miami after the whole training camp in, in, in preseason, we're all saying that they don't know what they're doing. They looked great. They go down the field, first down after first down. They get to the plus 40, plus 30, whatever it was. And he just throws that lollipop to Devontae Parker that's intercepted. And that's been a microcosm of his whole year where it's just bizarre. I mean, what made him such a successful yeah. well, rookie? what's changed? Patricia. Right. And Patricia's in his head. But at, at some point, he had a different offense. He had a new offensive coordinator his senior year at Alabama. Mm-hmm. And he taught Bill O'Brien after he left the Alabama offense. This is a guy that speaks Mandarin. I don't know if you read that. Mm-hmm. Smart, Smart guy. guy. I think he should be able to figure things out on his own at some point. Jerome, do you think what this about, Patriots team? Good. What about getting Josh back, Josh McDaniels? So, yeah. Jerome, that's a good question. And yesterday, uh, I saw a report at weei.com with uh, Florio saying that they were that McDaniels would be back as OC if not for the massive buyout. That the Raiders don't have the liquid cash to buy him out. That he would be fired by now. To which well, you know uh, what, down in Citra, we say. The captain you know is better than the captain that you don't know. Yep. So, I mean, we know Josh. Great way to end it, Jerome. I love it. I love Words of wisdom from Jerome. We should start a, uh, like an, uh, can you do like an e-book or something about with these? I think we could just have him be like our, our our own Jack Handy, who just like calls in and has like little things that help us navigate the day. We should create some rejoins with Jerome from Situate 
you know, just set the mood coming back into the, uh, right. the audio But it's content. true. If you don't get a striper on the line, you don't just give away the fish. Right. You bring it in, and you see, you, you at least you have dinner. <laughs> and, and the issue here, though, with the Patriots is that why not, if you're Robert Kraft, let's say it's $30 million. I highly doubt that's what it is. But let's say it's $30 million. Twofold, you help your team immediately, and you potentially you salvage, <laughs> well, you salvage your, your, your most important asset. Yeah. And the biggest fear for Bill, last time I checked, why he didn't go after Bill O'Brien outside of the friendship, was that he didn't even call him because the last thing Bill wanted was to bring in a coordinator only to lose him a year later. Well, Josh is not going to get another head coaching job. You and I agree on that. This is it. So he'd Does be your he... OC for life. Yeah. And he still might be in a year. I mean, would it, would you surprise you that, okay, they don't buy him out next year, but next next year at this time, end of 2023, what is Bill's plan next year? Is he going to go after O'Brien? What is he going to do? I honest to God, I have no clue. I have, I, I, I just, Robert Kraft is a very smart man. I don't know how you sit idly by when he does this to a guy that you say he wanted in Mac well, Jones. Belichick's got some leverage here because, again, Kraft chose him over Brady. It's, if Bill says I'm not doing it, what are you going to do, fire him? I mean, he's you have to give him some rope. Well, you said that Be- that Kraft drafted Mac. Yeah. So then if you're going to allow him to pick the next guy, why can't he pick the coordinator? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I think you really I think Kraft really pushed him for Mac. I would love this to know what Kraft's thinking about Mac Jones right now. Because if he is that invested in him and thinks he's the next guy and sees him getting at the fork in the road as we're describing it today. But he's not. Like I'm telling you right now, they are already separating. They live in separate houses. <laughs> I, I'm telling you that. They the, won't, it's not yet. Thankfully they don't have kids. Not you know, yet. They can still navigate it, but they are they are done together. It's sort of like Belichick nah, and Brady. Early. August 2019. Well, Brady and Giselle were having trouble like in 16, right? So it took five, six years for the full separation. Right. Right but, now, this is like 2016 Brady and Giselle. But talking football marriages, the second they put that house on the market, you and I knew, we were telling Greg at the infancy yes. of the Greg Hill show. Yes, I did. Yep. That, that he was done. What and do you think, by the are. way, of Arians? Did you hear the Bruce Arians clip? Uh, I mean, I saw the quote. The quote, I didn't hear yeah, the clip, yeah. yeah. But Arians still ripping Brady, saying he's playing bad, everybody knows it, nobody will say it. I am shocked it took him this long. I mean, you covered him. You know the guy. He loves to have a couple cocktails and talk a bit. Yeah. I mean, it is. he must have been locked in a room somewhere, and they finally gave him his phone because Joe Buck's fan got the quote. I don't know who that is. <laughs> That's JoeBucksFan.com. <laughs> and we've been winning with defense. Yeah, Isn't that God. perfect? You're Rick Stroud. You're trying to get an interview with this guy. Probably three cocktails deep calls JoeBucksFan.com. Arians and AB may be colluding to like just take Brady down. It's like a it's a whole behind the scenes scheme. It is. I wouldn't be shocked if Arians was slowly like giving plays to opposing teams so Bowles and Brady didn't look good in his absence. Totally, totally. I think he loves Leftwich though. Those guys were all together. Yeah. When I covered him, so he he doesn't want to make Byron look bad. He's probably trying to make Leftwich look good. Probably trying to stick up for Leftwich in part. Oh, yeah. I mean, I and I don't think Leftwich has been getting killed, has he? I mean, it was more... Well, sort of. People think he's a non-factor or, you know, but you Bra- tell me. Brady and Mac are at similar stages. For different reasons, they're not elevating those around them. No. And the, the organizations need to understand the limitations of those guys and do things to, to lift them up instead of requiring them to lift those around them. And Tampa's off this weekend, right? Yeah. I mean, I, that the Bucks are going to be... They looked good against the Seahawks. The Seahawks had won four straight. Pretty good defense. And, and you doubted them last week. On this oh show, God. you said Brady's going to lose this game. I couldn't believe that. Ken, I've watched these games. They have been 
awful. Yeah, but that's a game, international game, Brady. Brady, that's the kind of game Brady puts everything into. That was a game that was either going to be a great win or a bad loss because there's no one in the middle with Brady in those ones. And they, the fact that, you know the biggest reason they're going to go on a run? Godwin looks like himself for the first time. He, in that championship run, was the most important guy because he did those quick screens, which Brady has always done forever. He softened up the defense when they didn't have a run game. They had the quick screen to Godwin, which was enabling Evans down the field. So I, they're going to go. They're going to win their next two games against the Browns and the I don't know some other crap team. But they're going to be seven and five, and then they play the. What's the, the NFC Championship game? Um, it's going to be Bucks Eagles. Eagles. Man, Eagles losing to Commanders is a shot to the confidence I, and, in Philly. I mean, the, the, the way the NFC is right now, it's uh, Nick Wright. I can get the audio maybe for our final segment, but Nick Wright had this great sort of diatribe where he's like, "I've been telling you all year, this guy is not going to die. This is the competition he has: Geno Smith, you know, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo. These guys that just suck left and right are going to be. So they're going to have a home playoff game." Then they go on the road, maybe come back for a home playoff game, and then they play the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl. And if they reach the Super Bowl, if the Bucks reach the Super Bowl, oh, Tom Brady will have the most wins in the NFC in the playoff history of the league. He will have the most wins in the AFC and the NFC in it playoff might, it history. It might be the Niners. Boomer's big on San Francisco. Oh, that's well, what they we'll have. find out because they play them in three weeks. It's yeah. Browns, Saints, Niners, and then Bengals, Cardinals, Panthers, Falcons to round it off. Yeah, their final three games they'll win, and the next two they'll win. Jimmy G. Jimmy G's still an option to come back here. Oh, Don't rule God, that God. out. Don't rule that out. There is more. It's more likely that Brady comes back than Jimmy G. Um. Yeah, I agree with that. But that doesn't mean there's insignificant. What's the AFC Championship game? 20% chance uh, for both. (sighs) Boy. Patriots and Chiefs. Patriots-Chiefs rematch. Okay. Let me know when reality calls. It might be Miami. It really might be Dolphins-Chiefs. And you know what? Wiggy made this point, and I kind of gave him a hard time, and a lot of people came down on him when he said that there's Tua may not be the guy despite his numbers. If they fall in the playoffs and Tua isn't great in the game, is there anybody that would doubt that you could bring in someone else and take that? Like, that team is so ready-made yeah. for great success that if there's any slight, you know, issue with Tua, bad decision or whatever, like, there's a chance because I think he's in his final year. So it'll be an interesting you, offseason. What do you think about the Ravens? They're also in the mix, which Shime was on. That's Shime's team. Yeah. Preseason I, team. I, it's going to be the Chiefs and the Bills in the AFC Championship. I don't think so. Bills, something's going wrong with the Bills now. I'm yeah. off the Bills. Why? Because they can't get out of Buffalo? Well, they're hurt. On, yeah. I mean, they're hurt in the secondary, and they're losing games they shouldn't lose. Allen is like, what's going on with Allen these last two weeks? It does feel like, though, this team is like the 4 Red Sox, where it's like, if they don't win now, they'll never win. Yes, a lot yeah, of Vaughn Miller, they loaded up after losing last year. Their play caller throws fits in the press box. Like, if they don't make the Super Bowl, Sean McDermott might not be back. I, and he's been great. And he's been, you know, there, there's going to be big changes if they don't win this year. But tomorrow's the fork in the road game for the Pats. Pats and Jets, separation Sunday. Helix Esports, 10 a.m. at Patriot Place, right down from Gillette. Join Gresh, Keefe, and Wiggy, 10 to 1. Get you ready for the game. Six rings postgame show afterward. Fitzy and Hart. All day coverage here, of course, on WEI. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a big day. Cannot wait. And I got it live because the Dolphins are off. I'll be in Jupiter watching the game. Yep. CBS, 1 o'clock. And then if you're traveling Monday for Thanksgiving, Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Greg Hill show in the morning with Bill. Mac Jones in the afternoon with Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. And then Hunter Henry, Matt Judon. Player of the year potential, Matt Judon. on MVP. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, coming up, Arcand is in. 
getting ready for his show. He will join us for the crossover here on Ken and Curtis. We're back. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. All right, home stretch of Ken and Curtis. We turn it over early today, noon start, the debut of the Christian Arcan show. Not really a debut, it's like the reinvigoration, the reincarnation of the Christian Arcan show here on WEI. And Arcan is in for the crossover, Curtis. Been a long time since you two saw each other. And a nice yeah. man hug, nice oh, moment. Yeah. I love Christian. No wish with Christian at all. One that's of the right. few people in this business that might actually not hate me. So it's good. <laughs> I had no reason to. Uh, you and I, I worked on your show probably more than any other one when I was doing late night. Oh, that's right. Uh, I did middays like once or twice. I did afternoons once or twice, but I was on in the morning, you know, about half a dozen times, something right. like that. So, yeah, I worked with you probably more than any of the other uh, day part producers. No, it's and, good to have Christian here and uh, glad that uh, landed on his feet after some pretty crappy stuff. So good to have you here. Thrilled to have you at the EI. We are. And he's, of course, a big part of Berlone 48 Mego. Two to six. How was your first week with the crew? It was a wild week, man. Like mm-hmm. there was a lot of stuff going on. I saw Fourier get hit in the face with a football, break his glasses <laughs> and catch his glasses, but not the ball. Did you see that? <laughs> I didn't like, know. He actually caught the... No, well, he caught like a piece of it. Right. Half of them. When we slowed the audio way down, you could hear the glass break. It was really something. Um, that was tremendous. And uh, really that whole day and what uh, Fourier, the amount of money he raised and all the tremendous donations and everything, like that was really a cool thing to start with. You know, like this was my first week. And already I got to see, uh, you know, really the uh, stride that the show is um, that the show is in and all the tremendous reaction and uh, money that was raised from people during his uh, 25 hours on the air, which, Jesus, he did 21 of them. And then beat Wiggy in the in the catch rod. What a what a little, that's what incredible. A, what a Buster Douglas moment. <laughs> I got to tell you that. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. oh. I, I I felt because I I know Wiggy and I know how important that was to him and I know his kids are watching and he's like you know he's Boston Zone you know you got this guy from California you know the charlatan coming in trying to take over. And when he I, I, when he just started dropping them, it was like the, you the air fell out. It was the only thing I could think about was you remember when BC was going to go to the Orange Bowl, but they had to beat Syracuse or the Sugar Bowl, whatever. And Diamond Ferry came in and just totally obliterated BC. It was a game that we all went to as a coronation, and it turned out to be us just puking in our shoes and throwing <laughs> up in the parking lot. That was Wiggy at BC this past week. Yeah, it happened when you were there. Hands. Yeah. I'd put a wiggy up there with anybody. Nice wigs. (laughs) Yeah, that was my junior year. By the way, that was an outrageous statement by Bill Belichick. Well, he said, "I'll put Wiggy's hands with anybody. Yeah, not over Fourier with anybody." He's going to rescind that. Well, I mean, that might tell you why they're drafting in the receiver position. Holy my god! At the tight end too. (laughs) Where's all the tight ends they drafted? They're all gone too. Both of those guys. By the way, making it full circle, Wiggy once said that Devin Asiasi would have 90 catches. So in his career, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Even that is he on a team? I don't know. Dalton. Yeah, he's on the Bengals. I think is he? Yeah. Oh god, that's right. He doesn't get a lot of passes his way, but he's still in the league. More than you can say for Dalton Keene. That's true. Um, now, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was spectacular. I thought the uh, whole thing was great. Awesome! It was wild. It was uh, it was shocking. It was what it was. It was <laughs> yeah. just totally, completely shocking. Are the Patriots good, Arcand? That's been our main, kind of main theme of the morning. Just evaluating this team. Bradford calls it a fork in the road game from Mac personally, but. Curtis and I both think they're going to win tomorrow. Zach Wilson will be the worst of the two, and then a chance to win against the Vikings, and then you're a legit seven and four and a playoff team. But will they get there? Are they good? 
Uh, no, I don't think they're good, and I don't think they're going to win tomorrow either. And it's Ooh. not that I think that it's not like it's fashionable to do this. I just look at what the Jets have done since they last played and what the Patriots have done, and uh, I agree that you have a lot of the same problems on the Jets that the Patriots have. Their offense isn't great. Their quarterback certainly isn't tearing, uh, tearing it up here or anything like that. Both teams rely on their defense, but the Jets have a signature win. A win over the Bill, that's a signature win. The only signature win the Patriots offense has is that Cleveland game when Bailey Zappi played. Like, really, that's that's it. So I they think beat the Jets? Come on, that's a signature win. They beat win. the Jets, kind of, yeah, but that was because Zach Wilson handed them the oh, game. Like, that's, you have to well, you that. caused it. Yeah. Judon caused it. Zach yeah. Wilson was, he was standing by himself after rolling out, and he threw the ball to Devin McCourty twice. a great twice. catch by McCourty on the sidelines. <laughs> that you was have a great, to say watching great that grab. Game. Oh, it was. You have to say watching the game, but like, does he is he colorblind? Like <laughs> that was such a bizarre performance. Well, that's what makes tomorrow captivating. How is he gonna how is he gonna fare? Do you think there's a chance Mac, if he struggles, gets booed or zappy chance start? That's one of the main things I'm worried about uh, yeah. tomorrow. I thought that last week, not last week, two weeks ago, was going to be a great chance for Mac to sort of wing the, win the fans back over. You know, like, here you are. You're going up against this terrible uh, Colts offense. You're probably going to get the ball at the 50-yard line a bunch. You're probably going to have a bunch of short fields. You can run a couple of drives, get in the end zone, get the fans cheering for you, and, you know, all of a sudden everything's good again. And you did not get that. Uh, you didn't get that from him either of these two games. And I just, I don't know. I'm, it's hard for me to envision that against the Jets, it's suddenly going to get better. You know, like that's not a team. And they already saw you. They feel like they gave that game away. They're riding high after the Bills win. I just feel like they have all this momentum. And the Patriots should have momentum. They've won four out of five. But does it feel like they have momentum? Like, no. I just, I don't know. I don't feel like they do. And I have to say, I, I, I give credit to the Patriots fans because while they are spoiled, I have, I have a soft spot for spoiled kids, and they, they are, you know, a little bit uh, overreacting, or I don't know what the right, right word is, but... 26 to 3 one would have thought that the fan base would have been satisfied that there would have been this feeling of like oh I don't care how you did it you're 5 and 4 you had your season on the brink you won back to back games now we're heading into the bye feeling good in the last 2 weeks has really been as harsh on the organization as any 2 weeks prior since last season and I think a lot of that is the national media sort of coming to grips with how bad the offense has looked sort of strategically and schematically, yeah, but it's just been it's been an interesting period, and I think you're right. Ken disagrees, but I think if if Mac throws a pick and they're down six points in the second quarter, there's going to be zappy chance at Gillette Stadium tomorrow. I think there will be, and you're both right about Patriots fans being spoiled because we are. There's a reason we're reacting to this differently from how the Jets are reacting to their start. They're only one game better than us, right? Than us, like I'm on the team, but like they're only one game better than the Patriots, and the Jets are thrilled. Their fans are thrilled. Right. Even though they know that quarterback is a jackass and Total he could jackass. throw the game away at any time, <laughs> they're just so happy to be 6-3 and three and up in the standings on the Patriots that that's enough for them. It's not enough for Patriots fans to be one game over five hundred in last place in the division and, uh, you know, well, the defense is winning and the offense, you know, they'll, they'll come around at some point. That's, that's not enough. Uh, that's enough for the Jets. That's not enough for the Patriots. And no. what what do you think about Barmore? That remains. Will we know something before tomorrow? Will there be like the 6 a.m. Ian Rappaport no. news dump? Is oh, there? maybe. Like what could he have happened? something in practice, right? I mean, because he practiced Wednesday, right? Yeah. Wednesday and Thursday, limited. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's a shame. I feel like uh, even before he missed these last four games, he hadn't really shown himself much in the no. uh, in the no. first couple of games there, and I'm disappointed by that because he was one of my favorite players last year. I have a soft spot for athletes named Christian anyway because oh, there's not that go. many, but. Go. 
Uh, he really looked like he was going to be a disruptive force on that line. And this year, he's either not been out there, or when he's out there, you don't see him. But Duggar back, and Andrew's back. That's big. They didn't play in the last Jets game. Arkan was last heard on the weekend Sunday morning. you got to transition to Saturday afternoons. So how are you feeling about this new slot? That's fine. That's fine. That's it's not a ringing endorsement. It's, no, I mean, listen, I, it's not. The, it, every weekend shift, I feel like, is special in its own way. There you go. You know, Sunday morning, <laughs> Sunday morning, you're on before the game, so people are, you know, yeah, tuning yeah. in, listening for that. Saturday, people have a different sort of routine. Uh, I feel like this time of year, you're still sort of in the... Uh, at the end of the fall, beginning of winter activities with the families and stuff like that. I, I like right. to provide a uh, you know nice space for that. Well, soundtrack uh, for shopping, of course. Those those sorts of things. And but what's uh, yeah. planned for today? Noon to two, short show. You'll be on one to four most Saturdays. Yes, that's right. Uh, we'll be a little short today. We got BC football coming up. Um, we're going to go heavy on the Patriots. I do have some thoughts on uh, the Celtics and the Bruins, who are both off to the unbelievable starts. And uh, we may say goodbye to Twitter. I know Twitter may uh, oh, shut God. down at some point. Your lips to God's ears. So uh, if that happens, then we'll all say uh, we'll give a Viking funeral to Twitter at some point today. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, Christian Arkin, great to have you here at WEI. A coup for us. A loss for Brand X. Excellent news for the radio station. Glad to have you, Christian Arkin. Thanks, guys. Nick LePan, great job producing as always. He is sticking around for bonus time with Arkin as well. Curtis? And you'll hear from me around 7 tonight when I get there to figure out how to plug in the uh, Comrex unit. God, I'm going to be like holding your hand all weekend <laughs> remotely, trying to get you to set this thing up. Oh, you'll love it. Curtis has Belichick with The Greg Hill Show Monday morning. See you. in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported. 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.